Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So let's stick with something political for a moment because it's not just political, it is wish casting. I never heard the term until I think it was Amy Walter was was the person who said it talking about where the Democratic Party was with for example immigration and the border and Amy Walter she was on meet the press cook political report used the term wish casting and I said Oh, I'm stealing that. It is an issue that is not just animating. Right now, it's animating the Republican base. But it becomes an issue, as I said, much more about is the administration prepared to deal with the problems that go on their plate? And it just seems that so so often with the administration thus far, it is much more about wish casting than it is preparation. Wish casting about inflation, right? It's going to be transitory. Yeah. Wish casting that we're going to get mansion. We're going to get cinema. They're going to they're going to just come around eventually. This immigration isn't going to solve itself. The border isn't going to solve itself. They did get mansion and cinema to come on board by giving up all their principles and creating a name for a piece of legislation that is a lie based on the New York Times, the Los Angeles Times, the Washington Post, and others writing about it. They'll only write about health care and climate change. They're not even thinking this thing is going to actually reduce inflation, although called the Inflation Reduction Act, you'd think it would. What it does is it gives cover. Wish casting. Inflation hasn't come down. If you missed my conversation with Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis, I will share it with you uh, again. Inflation, 8.5%, so it's the third highest on record. You still have years of this to come based on what we're seeing when you start taking out the energy number, meaning the lower gas prices, and you take a look at how high everything else is, like food, you realize that this going even to June is actually horrific because the low gas prices are a signal that people aren't spending. It's a supply and demand conversation. They won't spend on gas because they won't travel to the place, wherever that place may be, because their dollar is worth less and they can't afford it. Wish casting, man. I I must have heard that before. I mean, it's just, it's like a term that, it, it, it's very Mandela effect. You feel like you've heard that before. You've seen that before. But it was the first time I've ever caught it in context. I was like, son of a gun. That's interesting. That is... Very, very interesting. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. It brings me to this story that I caught over at News Nation. And they're carrying the sto- a story from The Hill. So anytime I see a story at thehill.com, I check, double check, and recheck. And this is a story about how Biden is taking a look at his low approval ratings. Biden's approval ratings are trash. Gallup had him at 38% uh, last month. I mean, just terrible. Uh, You you have other polls that will show him uh, just around 40%, hovering on the up or the down. 
And Biden said it's a long way home. The fact is that we've been divided for so long, and it's only recently that we have any kind of movement, and I think you're going to see a lot of change. Movement, he considers the CHIPS Act, which, of course, has brought about an already questionable result if you want to create an opportunity to build more more um, microchips, uh, semiconductors in the United States. I'm all down for that. Uh, it seems that we may have given away here more than we wanted to. We may not have provided ourselves with a lot of strength, with a lot of opportunity, a lot of subsidies, and no value, no return for it. Then you have, of course, as I said, the Inflation Reduction Act, which isn't about inflation. It's a spending bill and a tax bill. They raise taxes during a recession and increase spending during these inflationary times. This is some ignorant stuff, and all Democrats are guilty of it because all the Democrats voted for it. That's considered the momentum You actually heard Democrats on cable news, and when I say Democrats, I mean anchors on CNN and MSNBC, uh, stating for like like a day, they got into this conversation of, well, president's on a bit of a roll here. Oh, is that right? Is that right? Well, as I've stated, and I'll say it again, this raid of President Trump, uh, of his house, it ends any kind of role there was, and there was no role. Oh, abortion's going to become a big subject in the midterms. Ooh, bad for Republicans. No. No, it's not. I live in Indiana. Indiana passed the legislation. Restrictions on abortion. Some say it's gone too far. You know how much of a front-page story that is right now? Should I go through? I mean, I, I, I haven't even tried it. Let's go through it. Let's go take a look at some of uh, the uh, stories that are going on in in the local press in Indiana. No, 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 no. Oh, here's one story. Lifelong Hoosier medical provider to leave state when new abortion ban takes effect. Okay, bye. A doctor decided to leave. Interesting. I don't know if there will be reports when 100 doctors decide to come if only because Indiana does an incredibly good job of capping malpractice suits, making it easier for doctors to practice here. There's the story about Eli Lilly being opposed to the abortion uh, regulations that have been put into place, but they also donated to candidates... And, and, and members of the General Assembly who voted for the restrictions. Wish TV has that story. I'm going to get into that one uh, in, in, a, in a little bit. Just hold it right there. No, no, other, no other stories. Hmm. Let's, let's, let's take a look at the ever-loving Indianapolis star. Nope. Oh, no, no, they got something. Indiana abortion law will increase barriers to care for Hoosiers. Is that right? It's an op-ed. It's not a news story. It's just another op-ed to say, unless you have unfettered access to abortion, my gosh, you're not going to be able to care for a patient at all. Well, of course you will. But this isn't news. This is opinion. There's nothing except the standard operating of these people, of these partisans in place here. Nothing else. There is no movement of the needle here. There is clearly a desire to move the needle here. 
That much is true. There's a desire to move it, but it's not being moved. So let's go back to Joe Biden's statement that he thinks we're going to see a lot of change. A lot of change in what? All of a sudden, just months before the general election, people are going to say, you know what? That Joe Biden isn't a dope at all. He actually knows what he's doing. Somebody get him some ice cream. All of a sudden, it sure is he, he, he gets a stick. Does anybody believe that to be the case? Anyone. No one should. That's an irrational point of view. And it goes along with being completely disconnected from the reality that he, Joe Biden, is wildly unpopular in his own party, never mind in America, and no one wants him to run for re-election. No one. They don't want him. If your poll numbers are going to, all of a sudden you think you're going to be back into the to the 64%, well, that would be a thing. That would be a thing. But that isn't the case, now is it? Senate and House forecasts, according to 538 blog, shows the House with the Republicans in 79 out of 100 cases. But it shows Republicans taking control of the Senate only 40 out of 100. I think this is an absolutely accurate forecast at the moment. That it it seems uh, obvious that the Senate has always been a long road, and it still is. It really and truly is. You don't have the totality of senators that are up for re-election. You only have a third of the Senate as opposed to uh, a totality uh, of the House. Then there are some races where you've got candidates not doing the job. Dr. Oz is getting his ass kicked in Pennsylvania against a guy who had a stroke in May and has not run, has not engaged the campaign since. Herschel Walker could possibly lose to Raphael Warnock? Because Warnock got to the Senate and looks like a quasi-reasoned guy, even though he votes for all the wokety-woke-woke-woke things. Nothing is secured here. But nothing about the Senate and nothing about the House talks about or, or engages the coattails or lack thereof of Joe Biden. He is a non-factor. But he thinks his approval ratings are going to go up. He thinks that all of a sudden he's going to be loved. You know what Democrats are thinking about right now? Democrats are discussing that other Democrats are racists. Did you not catch this story out of Iowa? This is unfreaking believable. Democrats don't like the fact that Iowa is first to deciding a presidential candidate. They don't like the fact that Iowa gets to have the first play the caucuses and caucuses are super weird by the way and if you've never been to iowa for the caucuses i advise you go if you're in any way like like a a a political junkie it's one of the most incredible experiences there this is no way to elect a president 
But it's so perfect because just like the primaries in New Hampshire, if you've never done that, do that as well. These candidates are super accessible. They're speaking in people's backyards. When I was there, so I was there for the 2016, I was there for the 2012 caucuses, and I was there for the 2016 caucuses. And I was there, uh, Kathy, uh, uh, Carly Fiorina, standing on a chair in a convenience store, talking like 12 people. I caught Ted Cruz in a barn. Um, oh, who was it, was it? Was it Chris Christie? It wasn't Chris Christie on a bar top. There's no way he got on top of the bar. I, but he was there. Um, it was it was nuts. It is, and and you are so up close and personal. It's crazy town. It's incredible. Incredible. If you've never gone, just go. It, it, it's amazing. Well, the Democrats have decided that Iowa shouldn't have the top spot. It shouldn't be the leadoff spot in the 2024 campaign because it's too, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's too, oh, that's right. It's too white. You're a little bit racist. Well, you're a little bit too. I guess we're both a little bit racist. Admitting it is not an easy thing to do. But I guess it's true. Between me and you, I think... Too white. So they want to maybe make it Nevada or somewhere else. Julian Castro... Former mayor of San Antonio, and he used to be uh, the HUD secretary. I fully expect that Iowa will be replaced and that the primary calendar will be reordered to better reflect the diversity of the Democratic Party and of the country. Everyone's a little bit racist sometimes. Doesn't mean we go around committing hate crimes. Holy crap. No one's paying attention to Joe Biden. This is what they've got planned. This is what they're working on. Wow. And it seems that that you know Democrats in Iowa they're like we're going to we're going to hold on to this tradition. Oh no, if you were to ask them, hey, will you admit that you're a racist and that uh, Nevada needs to be the first uh, uh, primary or the Nevada caucus state in, in the nation uh, so uh, so we can get some real diversity here. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, so whatever you need. Please, I'm a good person. Tell me I'm a good person. Let me know I'm a good person. It's, it's the struggle session in room 101 all in one. And if the first primary or caucus doesn't go to Nevada, it'll go to New Hampshire, which, as we know, is a very diverse state. Look around and you will find No one's really colorblind Maybe it's a fact we all should face Everyone makes judgments Based on race My God. No one's talking about Joe Biden. No one's looking at Joe Biden to make things better. Joe Biden's an afterthought. The only person who doesn't know it is Joe Biden. I'm Tony Katz.
I've got a great story about immigration jujitsu. I just, I, I have time. I have time. I can do it. Why does anybody tell me I don't have time? I've got all the time in the world. Time is just a construct, right? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on? Man, got heavy. Got deep right in there. This story took place the other day. And it's a story about how you utilize people's own words against them. And you know that there are mayors, very, very angry, uh, mayor of D.C., mayor of New York. Here's the governor of, of, of Texas, Greg Abbott, bussing illegal immigrants to, uh, to, our, to our state. Well, this is just terrible. This is just disgusting. They cross in Texas. They've come to the United States. Does it matter where in the United States they are? Oh, well, if you bust them, you're, you're just a terrible person. You're just like a Nazi. I've actually had people say that to me before. And I've had to say, okay, we're, we're, we're done. You, you, you lunatic. But uh, a, a guy by the name of Dean Obadala, who's a, a nasty dude, serious XM. You know, it's one thing to, to, be, to disagree politically. It's another thing to be Dean Obadala. More of GOP's brutality on display. Texas Republican governor sends migrants to New York City. I don't know why that's brutality. To which Stephen Miller, who is Red Steez on Twitter, very popular on Twitter, writes for a series of places, including Fox News, um, says, read the poem on the Statue of Liberty, Dean. Give, us, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Right? That, that, uh, the, the New Colossus is the name of that poem. And that's what New York wants, so that's what Texas is giving them. Obadala responds is that, you know, the irony of you invoking that is hilarious. And they say conservatives aren't funny. Thanks for the laugh. To which Stephen Miller responds, no human is illegal, Dean. Your xenophobia is showing. Dean Obadala responds, why are you so triggered by my tweet? Are you being sincere? Are you now woke? Stephen responds, not calling out bigotry when we see it is how it is allowed to spread and thrive. It's how Hitler came to power. Much like you, he didn't like other races in his backyard either. All he did was use these common social media refrains utilized to attack the political right. Just dropped them in his lap. That was really well done. Really well done. Once someone illegal has walked into the country of their own volition, there's no rule that says they can't be moved. We should discuss it more. I'm Tony Katz. Someone just sent me a home listing. And they're like, oh, you need this. And I'm like, well, I'll always look at a house listing. Always, always, I'll, I'll, I'll take a look. I'll take a look at near anything. And it, it's a nice place with, with the three-car garage and the, and the, the wood floors. It, it's, it's nicely done. It has an Olympic-sized swimming pool. I, 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 I didn't know I needed that. I wasn't, I wasn't aware that that was something that I, I needed. Do I get to rent it out? I mean, it's an Olympic size. It, the thing is huge. It has a parking lot in the back. 
What am I gonna? What am I gonna do with this? This seems to be um, a, a, a lot. This seems to be a fair amount. I'm not opposed. I'm opposed to the price. I like the idea of a pool. I do not have a pool. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. I don't have a pool. I think I I would actually love one. I cannot justify the 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 price. I can't justify the price to the house. And I don't want to move. Bought the house six years ago, bought it incredibly right, have no need to go. The the costs are easy. That's where I want to be. I, I'm, I'm not trying to keep up with the Joneses. I don't need to I- I impress anybody. None of that. But, man, a pool would be great because there, there's no way I'm going to a public pool. There, there There's just no way. I, there is no comfort level that I could ever get in a, in a, in a public pool. I would, lo- I would love to have my own. Maybe all I need is a hot tub. Maybe that's all I need. But, no, I think a pool would be all right. I just can't. I cannot justify the cost. So when I do look for a place, I sometimes look for a place that, that has a pool. Like, that'd be fun, or entertain, it'd be solid. Olympic-side swimming pool. I mean, the place, it's got four freaking lanes. Um, unless I get to rent it out for nationals, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing it. The story I wanted to get to was one of total madness. And it involves casting. I know what you're saying. I'm sorry. Casting? I'm talking about movie casting. And this ridiculously ignorant, pathetic, nonsense idea that when you, when you um, have a, a, a character in a, in a film, uh, the character in, 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 in the film has to match up with the actor. So if you have a gay character, you have to have a gay actor. Which is, of course, and I want to use the technical term here, the dumbest thing I've ever heard of ever. And anybody who's upset by this is a putz. Huh. Huh, that wasn't that wasn't bad. I mean, I... All right, I got that one out. I feel better. I feel good. That wasn't so bad. That wasn't so bad. And they are. It's a gay character, so the actor has to be gay? No, 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 they don't. Actors act. This is what they do. Actors, you might not be aware of this, play make-believe. And in the land of make-believe, they can pretend. It's not insulting. It's not rude. It's acting. Um, the story is that Steve Carell was hired to play a, 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 a hired as an actor. The part is is of a guy named Alan Strauss, who's a therapist. Um, in a psychological thriller called The Patient, where the therapist Alan Strauss is kidnapped by a serial killer. And uh, the reason is the serial killer wants the therapist to cure him of his desire to commit violence. Well, that's pretty heavy. That is pretty heavy. Now, in what I just read to you, 
Alan Strauss is Jewish. The character is Jewish. And so the conversation is, but Steve Carell isn't Jewish. How could you hire a non-Jewish man to play a Jewish, uh, uh, the part of a Jewish character? The actor playing the serial killer is Dominal Gleason. That's his name, Dominal Gleason. Here's the question. Is he a serial killer? Because if he's not a serial killer, how in the world did he get the part of playing a serial killer? The level of schmuck you have to be by the way, uh, uh, schmuck and putz, I mean, that's that's a lot of Yiddish coming right at you right there. When Mel Brooks did that, did he have to find Jewish astronauts to sing the song? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the actor is or isn't. Actors act, writers write, painters paint. It's what artists do. It's what they do. You need a, you need actors of a certain caliber so you can get the movie made, so you can get the funding, so people will watch it. Steve Carell puts butts in seats. And he's pretty good. I don't know if he's great. He's pretty good. He definitely has a range. He was excellent in Big Short. But I can't claim other things that he was excellent in. Um, I, I, I haven't seen the morning show yet on uh, Apple TV, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know about his work there. But I, I, I found the story because it got referred to as Jewface. And I was like, all right, everybody settle down. We are not using the term Jew face in my world. Oh, no, come on. Springtime for Hitler and Germany. That is not necessary. Is happy and Seriously, I, I apologize. Whoever played that was just absolutely terrible and shame on them. The, this, the story reads, the flames of the Jew-faced debate have been fanned for years. No, 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 what? What? Bradley Cooper wear to, was wearing a prosthetic nose to play the part of Leonard Bernstein? So what? So what? Actors wear... Co- uh, costumes or, or makeup or prosthetics all the time. Mark Wahlberg did in Boogie Nights. I don't have it on super good authority, but based on casual authority, that wasn't really him. Yes, 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 yes. If you are freaked out by a non-Jewish actor playing the part of somebody who's Jewish, you've got way too much free time and you should be hated. You deserve it. If you are somebody who says, well, uh, that character has to be played by somebody who's this or that and the other. Now, some things make sense. Did it make sense? Um, what was, it was Scarlett Johansson. Uh, was it Ghost in the Shell? 
It was Ghost in the Shell. Did she really make sense to the part? Um, why wasn't that that actress Asian? I think that's an interesting thing because the entire film is based on uh, on, on the. I'm going to call it anime, and someone's going to say, no, it's manga, and then someone's going to say, no, it's not pronounced like that, and then I'm going to start a fight with the geeks. And I honestly don't want a geek fight on the show, so just deal with what I'm talking about. I got this close. How about a little respect? A Japanese cartoon. There, I'll piss off everybody. And so you could argue, well, man, you could have, you could have, you know, gone about, uh, hiring somebody who fit, yeah, you can argue that, but there's nothing wrong with an with a with a filmmaker saying this is how I want to make the movie. We've discussed this uh, involving uh, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele, uh, Get Out, and Nope, the, the the latest film. He has said. I have seen horror films with white actors. I don't want to see that anymore. I've seen films with white actors in these leading roles. Um, that's not what I'm making. It's his movie. He can make it any damn way he wants. Any damn way he wants. You can hire anyone you freaking choose. Go right ahead. Anyone you want. You do not owe this crazy world of wokeness anything because these people are terrible. They're terrible, awful people who believe you have to follow some very, very strict guidelines. Artists create art. I put myself in a category of people who would not allow others to decide for them how they do what they do. I wouldn't. Not a chance. No chance at all. I would never let anybody tell me, well, this, these are things you could say, and this is how you have to say them. No, I'm done. Bye. I won't be told how to craft my ideas and my thoughts. I will not have it. It's like I won't be told how to be a father. The story is from The Atlantic. Has the image of fatherhood in the Taken films fallen out of step with modern conceptions of masculinity? Andrew uh, Oyama, I think that's how I pronounce it, explores what it takes to separate fatherhood from anger in this week's The Atlantic Books Briefing. Modern men are still figuring out fatherhood. What do you mean they're still figuring out fatherhood? What does it mean, modern conceptions of masculinity? What will it take to separate fatherhood from anger and violence is the question. I am not so sure how that is supposed to take shape. If you ask me, as a father, is it necessary To yell and scream at your kids, the answer is no. Is it necessary to discipline your children? Yes. When I raise my voice, and I don't do it actually often, 
Does it have more of an effect than when my wife does it? The answer is absolutely true. You want to deny reality? I have a much deeper, much more resonating voice than my wife. And when I call someone's name and tell them to get their butts over here, they move because they hear me with much more clarity and can hear in the voice the seriousness of the moment. Now, maybe that's because of of who I am. Maybe that's because of who I am. Maybe that's because of how I present myself. Maybe not all men can do it. Maybe when they do it, the kids uh, don't listen. But the idea that a father will see themselves as someone when things are getting out of hand to bring things back in hand, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with sharing that. That is not toxic. The very idea of masculinity has had the crap kicked out of it. What does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to teach being a man to your children in a society that desperately hates men and wants to knock the manliness out of men and especially prevent it from ever entering into your children? The concept of of being a man. The article says if fatherhood's future foundations are ambiguous, no longer grounded in anger, violence, and discipline, perhaps they ought to be decided alongside the little philosophers. Unlike Liam Neeson, modern men don't need to go it alone. Now, I don't think that you should be punching your children. That's different than being somebody who engages in discipline of children. It doesn't mean that it's a father who's out of control. It means very often a father who wants to ensure their children learn a lesson that will help them survive in life. So many of the things we teach are about survival. They're cultural things. What do you think shaking hands is? Is it rational that we shake hands? Shaking hands comes from the idea of letting everybody know, letting everyone know there's nothing up your sleeve. It's like smiling. How the hell does a baby know how to smile? But somehow that face puts us at ease. That way we don't eat our children. I'm sorry. Mike Tyson doesn't eat his children. Other people, they don't hurt their children. These cultural things that we learn that get passed along are about survival. And sometimes that requires a discipline of the child so they get the seriousness of the situation. Fatherhood is extremely important. Fatherhood is incredibly important. Should I go through the steps that I will take to protect my wife and children? Because the answer is... There ain't nothing I won't do. And I mean nothing. Is that toxic masculinity? No. Men know that's what it takes. Being willing to stand in the breach. The men who show up to work when they're sick. The men who work two jobs. And don't get me wrong, there are women who do this as well. But we're talking about fatherhood here. The fathers who go without so their kids have... And yes, the fathers who teach their kids right from wrong and engage a proper level of discipline. That is necessary to teach children. 
Go be good dads. And let directors hire who they want. Stop being crazy. I'm Tony Katz. I've got more about this Eli Lilly story, about how Eli Lilly responded to the abortion legislation. You know, I I discussed it, but what if I told you that some actual reporting was done? Wish TV and IBJ. Really interesting. And that leads to a question that nobody's asking, except, of course, for us. That's up next. Keep it here. Find everything at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz today.